0: Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 179 of Lesbians Who Write. (laughs) Completely forgot what the fuck. The uh podcast called That's a Good Start, isn't it? This week's topic is Top Ten Indie Publishing Tips. Joining me, Claire Leiden, is my tip top host, TB Markinson. Hello TB, how are you today?
1: So when you when you were reading like the intro, does it say lesbians are right? Or did
0: you just like It does or do you just assume you're gonna know that? No, it well clearly I assumed and you know what they say about assuming. Um I was reading the the top line which had the episode title on it. And I was like, oh, what, what, where am I? It's easily done these days, you know what I mean? Well,
1: I'm probably just about as scattered as you are. Um, It's been a crazy few days here. There's been a lot going on. Right now, Miranda and I are frantically getting flight plan ready to send to the editor. It always gets a little more uncomfortable each day that the deadline grows closer. Like you're just like, uh oh, I really need to get this done. Don't you just love this job? No, you just love it.
0: Love it. Who doesn't love a deadline?
1: Especially one that's just like hanging over your neck like a blade. Yeah, love it. There's other news. Um, I've been trying to get ahead of the game on things that I can do lately. I've been trying to um, be more prepared, Uh, especially when it comes to iHeartSapphic. I've been trying to prepare posts ahead of time and emails and everything. But I always still feel like I'm four days behind, so my goal is to get four days ahead. It takes time to put that into place, and I have to keep reminding myself of how much we actually do every single week on IHS, and to be happy that we do get as much done as we do, and just to keep keep going forward with trying to get ahead. Like I will, I will get like four posts ready to go, and then I kind of forget about it, and then when the next post that hasn't been prepped is do like the next day, I'm like, fucker, how did I forget again? So, it's just one of those things. It's hard to balance.
0: It is hard to balance, but I'm sure you are making your life easier in some way or other, uh, even though, but you can't, we can't remember everything. You're not, you're no, not, that's... you're not a machine, you're a human being, that's what you need to remember. And we all know the AI is going to come in and take over our brains and our lives. But right now, You know human fallibility is still a fun squishy thing.
1: That just gave me a scary thought because then I was like what if the AI takes over gray and then she starts tormenting me. Mm. That's a truly terrifying thought for me.
0: That is it is. Cats you know they could take over the world they just they're just biding their time as we know.
1: Mm -hmm. Filing their like filing their nails to make them extra sharp All right, so in other news, in IHS news, um, I have a few more IHS stuff. Uh, We just published uh, what a year it's been. Do you know it was April 2022 when we reached out to Wax Creative, our website people, to build a database and redo the website? It's been a year since we started planning that website.
0: It's been a full-on year for you, I would
1: say. That's why I'm always drowning. (laughs) It has been a full-on year, but it's also really amazing to see that it's coming it's coming to fruition to see the database growing and everything and uh we released the stats since we have relaunched and it's it's growing uh really well we also posted the top 10 purchased books through our affiliate links for 2023 so far so I'll, I'll put a link in the post you can see what are the books everyone's buying and stuff like that and other ih news ihs news We're planning the next sale, which will be May 25th to May 29th. So we sent out the invite to authors yesterday to submit their books. I will put the form in the show notes. So if you are a sapphic author and you want to get involved in the sale, uh, please, please do so. So, yeah. So that's going on with IHS writing. I have another uh, writing update. Um, I know I'm working with Miranda still on flight plan. But I've also started a new co-write with Adrian J. Smith. Uh, we're on day two of the co-write. It's going well. Day two, you know, still fresh and shiny. Oh, fresh and shiny. Still full, <laughs> still full of love for it. Still excited. It hasn't been beaten out of me yet. So um, as you know, I always juggle a lot of projects at once, so this isn't different. Uh, we did outline the book. We actually sat down uh, for a day. Um, and outlined all the chapters and everything and now we're finally getting words onto the page so it's exciting to be working with a new author Um, and so we'll see how it goes. I love co-writing with different people because I always learn so much from everyone that I co-write with and it's just a fun experience and as you know, as you know, um, this can be kind of a lonely job (laughs) so it's kind of nice to do it with a friend.
0: What did you learn when you co-wrote with me, TB?
1: much i hate british spelling and words <laughs> um you are you really um have the i don't know how to say this you know the secret sauce to hallmark movies do i i learned a lot about that which is you know kind of the secret sauce to romances wow So yeah
0: i didn't expect such a lovely answer thanks <laughs> i'm a bit flummoxed like when you put me on the spot yeah <laughs> I expected the first answer, not the second truthful one that was actually quite nice. Oh, I'm touched and I'm all warm inside. Um, yes. yes. Well, I know that since you just finished your football book, you probably hate all American words and spelling. You see, I did it in British English, so British spelling. But yeah, the words, because because obviously the the American character had to uh, think and talk as an American would, which drove me insane. But now it's done, it's all forgotten, and I'll, I'll do it again soon, yeah? Fun.
1: Yeah, 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 looking forward to it. I, I am sure you are. Um, in other news, in uh, Golden Crown Literary Society news, the GCLS conference is kicking into the next gear. They are now alerting authors on what panels they'll be on. Given my co-writing history and building IHS, I was pleased with the topic of the panel I will be on. I'm not sure if I can share the name yet, so uh, I'm just going to leave it there, cliffhanger. You guys will have to like, you know, wait to see what panel I'll be on and everything. So, yeah, so that's exciting. So the conference is coming up rather quickly. I just realized um, it's in less than two months to start. It's in, it starts in late June this year instead of July. So that's not that far away.
0: It's not that far away. No, the, this year suddenly, um, I always, I always find this that I always find the first three months of the year go slow. And then April is a bridge to the summer speedway.
1: Yes, I'm feeling that pressure myself so yes, yeah, so that, that's going on in fun news last friday miranda and i went to newport rhode island have you ever been to newport rhode island
0: i haven't no uh,
1: it's a cute seaside uh town but it's also where um they rich people in the during the gilded age so the late 1800s early 1900s would go for the summer for their um to their cottages which were really fucking big mansions that were like gilded hence the name gilded age <laughs> so their cottages were uh Nothing like what you would think if you are walking through the Cotswolds. No, not charming cottages like that. Uh, really ostentatious wealth and right. no one should have this much money. Yeah. But they're still fun to visit. <laughs> still fun to visit as a museum. So we went to a Gilded Age in Newport, Rhode Island. And we went in the evening for a ghost tour. So it's, um, as you know, I love visiting, visiting historic sites. Add in some ghost talk and everything. It was just gold. I really enjoyed it, and it also spurred some thoughts for our next book in our paranormal women's fiction. Excellent. Yes. So, ghosts and mansions in Newport, Rhode Island. It's a great time. I recommend it highly. Um, But again, it is kind of sickening when you walk through these houses to realize that one family would live there not like an entire community because they had like i don't know 24 rooms
0: yes uh, I, I think i had this the other day uh the i don't know if you know that um when harry and megan uh before they got married when they were living still living in the uk they lived in a place called Frogmore cottage which is on uh, i think it's kensington palace grounds or something anyway i've never seen Frogmore cottage and in my head it's a little cottage with like you know three bedrooms maybe four at a push um no Frogmore cottage is like it's it's a fucking mansion i mean why do they give these places these quaint names when actually it doesn't describe it and again it was just them two living there but it was probably had about 20 bedrooms
1: yes and also in their uh in their netflix special they were complaining about how it was so small because like the I guess Harry's quite tall and the ceilings were quite low and I was just like, not a good look, not a good look. Stop complaining (laughs) about living in a posh place, not a good look, no. So that's what's going on here, Good, good. things across the
0: pond? You know, you just talking about IHS has just reminded me that I don't think I've submitted Hotshot to your new release schedule and I said I was going to and then I just completely forgot. So I'll do that today
1: yes yes obviously you won't get into today's newsletter no. which because we're recording this on a tuesday because i just posted it yes no that but, um, that
0: that would be superhuman well i mean i can
1: update it but i'm not going to <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's what friends are for everyone no my bad for not submitting it to you so over here um yes it's just been a busy uh, couple of weeks really Hotshot is out in the world and is doing well so that's really good news um, because I think we said this last time you never know you never know do you with any, with any book but specifically as well because this book was a sports book and so I knew and it's been it's been true I knew I would um, alienate some of my usual readers because they're used to romances contemporary modern romances from me they're not used to sports romances set in the world of women's football um, so quite a few uh, of my readers they're, they're sort of the people who don't read sports books have reacted Um, half and half so half of them have said I'm gonna give this one a miss Claire but I'll look forward to your next book absolutely fine fair enough and some of them have said I read it and I really liked it so no one's come back to me and said I fucking hated it 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 was awful your worst book yet so that's always good isn't it Uh, but some people have said I still I hate football and I still not gonna get into it but I enjoyed the book so that's good I knew I would alienate some people in the nicest possible way but I wanted to do something different but I'm sure also I've got some new readers as well who've never read me before um, and are now devouring the back catalogue going where's the fucking sport god damn it
1: you can never please everyone no you can't uh, if, don't even try <laughs> I mean never try to please everyone because um, yeah it will hurt the story but I mean yeah that, that's a risk every time I mean even all the books like they're certain like if you write about royalty and they're like oh I freaking hate the royals or like you know there's always some ingredient that's going to turn some people off and that's just that's just fair you don't really want to torture people and make them read it
0: i don't that's not in my brand tv it's not (laughs) come for the romance stay for the torture no that is not my tagline in writing this book um and also i think now it's just in my life i've never watched so much women's football as i have this year and it's fantastic um so it's it's really nice that um other people are maybe being introduced to the world of women's football because it's the world cup year everyone so get used to it although i was just listening to fifa arguing about the women's football rights this morning because they don't want to give them up to, for too little money so they're threatening a international boycott of the women's world cup if if uh, broadcasters don't cough up but broadcasters like the BBC are kind of saying well it's all in Australia and New Zealand so no one's going to watch it because they're all going to be asleep so it's a tricky one to work out this one because this is a women's world cup like no other because the level of interest is stratospheric for it, as from where it's been even four years ago so um I hope they work it out I hope basically I think it's a lot of uh, egos and machismo but yeah if if you can't watch uh, the Women's World Cup, you can also always read sports romances. Uh, mine's available, and other books are available. So there you go. So that's doing well. So that's that's good news. Um, in I see that FIFA
1: is being such a, a jerk. They're usually like a good organisation. Nothing I, wrong with FIFA.
0: I know like that
1: in any way,
0: shape, or form. <laughs> no, normally everything just goes swimming. with FIFA, doesn't it? Said no one ever. Um, along the way as well, um, I don't know. I I have been I've been trying to squeeze out a few more words, and I have I did do over a thousand words one day last week, which I was patting myself on the arm and smacking myself in the arm for. So I've got um, a couple of projects that I'm squeezing out words on, um, and do you know what? The one of them I I decided that I needed to go back and rejig the start because it wasn't dramatic enough. Now, when I reread it, I thought that the start was good. Like, you know, I I was pleased with what I'd done. It was just a load of nice words that formed nice sentences, uh, that formed nice paragraphs and nice chapters, scenes and chapters, and the stakes weren't there. So I had to go back and introduce more stakes, and that's what you always have to do. So remember, don't do what I did. Remember to put stakes in your book, especially at the beginning, because that's when you're going to draw the readers in. And, you know, it took me a couple of days to work this out, because I was like, there's something not quite right about this beginning, and I can't quite work it out. And I think, because in my head, I knew what the stakes were going to be, and so the stakes were enough, but they weren't fleshed out enough in in the opener. So... I've been going back and doing that, and as we know, I love, love, love going back and rereading everything, and then starting it or rejigging it all again. Who doesn't?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's the best part of this job: rereading words that you're so sick of until like you're even sicker and you want to throw up. But love the job. Yeah. But don't forget, you know, you always need to put the stakes in rather early and have that ticking clock.
0: Which is what I didn't have TB. So I'm going back and I'm making that clock tick tock a little louder, tickety tock tock tock. Okay, um, so that's where we are with with the writing. The launch is going well, and I'm and I'm doing some writing. So you know, what more do people want from me? In translation news, I have signed three more Brazilian contracts. So that's um, epic. I think I've got three out now in Brazil, and um, they've all done uh, two out two out of three of them have done very well. Um, the other one, the other one was a uh, it's a slow burn, you know, but it's just good to have more books out as you know now with your translations. It's good to have more books out in markets because you like we always say, you're never going to you won't cause a splash with one book um ninety nine percent of the time, but you'll make a ripple, but then as you get more books into your back catalog in different markets then, Hopefully, people will read one and then go on and read the others. So, that's good news. And this, in the last couple of weeks, I was also on the self publishing formula podcast with James Blatch and Mark Dawson. I recorded that like about two months ago. So, I saw them at London Book Fair and said, When's it coming out? And um, it was like the next day. They thought it'd been out, but that's because they record their intros ages in advance as well. So, it was lots of confusion. But that's nice. I've been having a lot of uh, feedback from that. So, people who've never heard of me or read one of my books um have come actually over to this podcast as well to listen to this tv so hello to all our new uh, listeners howdy eh? should i
1: be extra american you,
0: howdy. if you could How'd that'd you be do? great yes um and good news as well uh i know that you're going to las vegas to the 20 books to 50k conference in november i'm coming too we will be together. TV. We can record a live podcast.
1: No, no, we're not doing together. <laughs> Remember, the time we tried to do a podcast with us in the same room, it was terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we can have Miranda come on as well. Oh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it all come together. Yes, but um, I'm going to be in Canada for a a family wedding in October, and I've decided to stay on for the extra week in between, and then go to the 20 books to 50k podcast podcast, 20 books to 50k conference in Las Vegas. It's a good excuse to go to Las Vegas, but also I think we'll learn a lot there. That's what I'm hoping anyway. I hope so
1: because. I, I'm an unusual person. I'm not a huge fan of Vegas, and probably because going back to childhood, we used to go to Vegas because I grew up in Southern California, and that was before they made Vegas what it is today, where it's like um, like you can take kids there. When I was a kid, when we went, it was this um, really dark, depressing, and filled with a lot of smoke, and everyone yelled, like, you if you walked on the red carpet because that's where the machines were and everything. I do not have fond memories of Vegas, so... I am hoping I can push that aside and have fun in Vegas because I just, I always just picture it as being a really sad
0: place. Well, TB, we're, we're going to rewrite your uh, Vegas memories, okay? We are going to uh, get really drunk and um, go and make hundreds of thousands of dollars on roulette, okay?
1: Roulette, I know that's like all numbers. <laughs> can we do something without numbers? <laughs> this is why I don't gamble.
0: And then we're gonna go to some crazy show, right? Yes. I can see it now. In
1: the Dream in Vegas. <laughs> Living
0: the dream in the desert. Yes. In fun news, uh, I've I've just had a quite a big weekend actually I had a long weekend so here in the UK um, we've got we always have two bank holiday Mondays in May but we've got another one because Prince Charles is getting coronated or in fact by the time this comes out he will have been coronated so we've got three uh, bank holidays in May this one that's just gone the first one we had a lovely uh, a lovely time we went to a very posh we went to Heston Blumenthal's restaurant on Friday for a six course tasting menu lunch which was delicious Um, I went out to, uh, with a load of my university friends and we did a sil- West End silent disco round the West End on Saturday. And then we went to drag cabaret in the evening. And, a dis- and then we danced to lots of things. Uh, and then Sunday, um, Sunday we went to the Grand Designs exhibit. And then Monday, yesterday, uh, my wife and I and a couple of friends went to see Arsenal versus Wolfsburg women in the Champions League semi-final. It was a fantastic game. Uh, unfortunately, Arsenal lost, so they won't be going to the final. But great game! The Arsenal women sold out the Emirates, sixty thousand people, the highest crowd ever for a women's game in the UK, which just goes to show uh, the popularity is increasing.
1: That's great. And you did you say a silent disco? Is that where you wear headsets? Yes. And how long were you there? Like how long were you wearing headsets and like just? Disc- it
0: dancing? was. It was uh, it was during the day, so we were we were going around the West End, all the different theatres, and singing out loud and dancing all around the West End.
1: Two hours? Uh, that's like my definition of hell right there. <laughs> Give me ghost tours and <laughs> a mansion.
0: So yeah, no, it was fun. I highly recommend silent discos. So There's something that happens when you put on headphones and you have like music really loud and you're in a big group environment. It's just you go to somewhere else and you're not aware of anything else out in the world even though it's a busy Saturday afternoon in in the West End. Do you all have the
1: same song, or are you guys all dancing
0: to different songs? No, we all have the same song.
1: Uh, I would like it if you all had different songs, and then, like, just make it even crazier. Yes.
0: (laughs) But anyway, it was a lot of fun. So, got any comments? Comment monitor.
1: Well, we got a couple. Um, Yvonne uh, commented, sent an email saying it was a good photo of the two of us on the podcast site, so thank you very much, Yvonne. That's a lovely comment. Also, uh, we heard from Rihanna Grant on Twitter. Uh, I'm just going to read the comment. On the latest episode of Lesbians to Write, I almost forgot it now. <laughs> Sorry. It just said LWW. Uh, so on the latest episode of Lesbians to Write, TB and Claire were talking about the Druid calendar again. Love to see it getting used to give lots of fresh starts. I'm a sapphic author who is also a Druid. So I thought I'd fill in some background for people who are interested. And I highly recommend going out and checking the Twitter thread. Um, There's a lot of information. So I found it interesting that we are inspiring an actual druid with our embrace of the druid calendar. So that's something I didn't expect.
0: No. Uh, And you know what? I've got a comment about druids as well. So uh, we've... (laughs) we've (laughs) <laughs> the druidness of our um of our podcast uh, uh, which is <laughs> very much by accident uh, has is causing conversation so uh, monica got in touch and she was just she wanted to just say that um the eightfold wheel of the year she said it was it, it, the founder of druidry and wicca were close friends but the eightfold wheel of the year is a wiccan concept and, modern, and a general modern neo-pagan practice. So she just wanted to, to point out that it's not necessarily druid-based, but modern day druids do follow it, as do Wiccans, as do most pagan practices. So thank you for pointing that out. But yeah, it's resonating. I like it, it resonates with me. There
1: you go. I just like the fact that I can like uh, start over every eight weeks because I'm always drowning and I would just be like, yeah, this us start a different thing, move on people. <laughs> Move
0: on. Anything else, T B? No coffee no coffee updates? No coffee updates. Okay. This time. So uh, let's crash on to the topic at hand, which is top ten indie publishing tips. So we just thought we'd run through uh ten publishing tips. Now this is um off the back of one of the panels I did at the London Book Fair where we gave sixteen top indie publishing tips. So I've whittled down to the top ten. Um so I will kick off uh with the first one so remember if you are indie publishing do live by these rules because they are they had a lot of people nodding at the london book fair uh, and if you weren't nodding you should have been right number one don't compare yourself to other people and that goes on throughout your career because you may think oh well that's something that a rookie does no it happens all through your career because it's a human frailty um but remember comparison gets you nowhere comparison is the thief of joy and comparison eats your brain alive
1: i wasn't expecting the dark turn
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was just for you tb i was not expecting that turn i was like whoa that
1: that went someplace no yes uh comparing yourself to other people not just with writing or anything it's hard because especially with with social media these days and you go on the instagram or you go on the tiktok or you go on the facebook it looks like everyone's living like the best life they can possibly have and then you have to remember that they're um not i mean i kind of hope people are living the best life but um they're just showing you the best bits (laughs) they're not showing you the fact that their bed hasn't been made in five days or something like that so yes comparing to others is only going to make you miserable just be you be happy with you embrace you
0: Yes, and even if you try and replicate what someone else has done, you'll never be able to do it because your circumstances are different to theirs. So, yes, I echo what TB says. Just lean into being you. Number two, TB.
1: All right, number two. Now, I'm reading this for the first time, so this will be interesting. It's like a fun experiment. All right, you don't have to write every day, but you do have to write. Don't get caught up in running your business. Remember why you started in the first place, writing don't forget to keep writing because that's where the joy lives also the pain but it's alive juicy delicious pain you really went for the dark is this what people said on the panel or was this your interpretation <laughs> were you like How channel tv in this one i'm just gonna go for it like the dagger to the heart each time
0: i think juicy delicious pain is quite nice isn't it you know it's it's like type two pain you know it's type two gratification isn't it it's like It's like, you might not want to write that extra 500 words today, and you might not want to do it tomorrow, but by the end of the week, you'll be really happy and pleased because you got through that juicy, delicious pain, and now you've got, ah, relief and satisfaction at the end of it. Type 2 pain.
1: I'm curious. Are you currently writing a BDSM novel?
0: Yes, this is my secret project. you know i i i don't think i could ever do that i did try and write an erotic i was going to do a book of erotic short stories like maybe about five six years ago i I don't think that's it's not my it's not my wheelhouse it's not my jam
1: erotica and short stories two of your faves i know right
0: (laughs) what was i thinking anytime i have these these uh ideas i should just run them past you shouldn't i
1: I try, you know, not to like rain on people's parades because uh, you never know, you know, sometimes when you do think outside of the box and try something different, you might not succeed, but you do learn certain things along the way. Like how much you hate writing short stories, Would <laughs> you yeah. try to like change it. I would just be like, just remember, Claire, you don't really like short stories and I haven't really seen you write erotica. So this might be a challenge, but go for it because pain is juicy and delicious. Yes,
0: that is correct. Point three is work out the kind of writer you are. Um, Now always remember as well that this could change. So it has changed often throughout my career, but you can can recalibrate, you know, every eight weeks if you want, if you wanna follow the ancient druid stroke wicker stroke pagan practices. Anyway, so, but work out what kind of writer you are right now. So are you a fast and often writer? Are you a burst writer? Are you slow and steady? So do you want to write 500 words a day? Do you want to write 200 words a day? Do you want to shoot for 5,000 words a day? You know, you work out what you are, but if the blank page scares you, um, think about using a writing prompt. And also remember, writing sprints are your friend. Uh, Really, they are, because writing sprints just make you focus on writing and nothing else. You have to set a time, and you have to show up, and you have to get the words done. Uh, And if you just keep doing it, you will eventually get more done. And I'd also say as well, um, absolutely not for me, but I know you use this um, when you were writing recently, is to write with with other writers, like on Zoom and stuff like that. I know other people uh, do do that, and they really like it. For me, that, that would be torture so i would never do that but writing sprints i'm a fan of
1: yes and also as as claire said um you will probably uh adapt over time like certain things work like earlier in my career 10 years ago i had a completely different way i wrote (laughs) i had a different schedule or not even a schedule it's not the right word different flow and everything it does change over time and it also changed with life circumstances uh the older i get the um i have to get up and move more (laughs) stuff like that so uh yeah it will change but try again i think this goes back to the first point like don't try to be like a different writer if like you hear a writer who like sits in their chair for like nine hours and bashes out ten thousand words and never gets up to pee don't try to be that because a first step person's lying and b that's just really bad for your body
0: absolutely i've done my cool conditioning class and my stretching today
1: there you go all right so should i move on to point four i kind of like reading something that i've never read before Live life. Refill the creative will. You can't be creative without doing things that you love and making connections that could inspire your next project. If you just sit in a room dreaming of new scenarios, that that will be much harder. So I full-heartedly agree with this one. I know there are some people who can just sit at their computer and bash out the, these most elaborate fantasies, whether it actually be fantasy or like wish fulfillments and they have all these crazy ideas. I am not that person. I always get ideas when I go out and experience things. Like when Miranda and I went to the uh, Gilded Age house on Friday night for the ghost tour, it that spurred a lot of ideas for one of our next stories in the paranormal um, series, stuff like that. And also, I find I get a lot more creative ideas. Like when I go for my hikes and I go for my walks, when I kind of clear my mind a bit, that refills my well, my creative well. Um, you have to not just write i know we said you, you're supposed to write a lot but you have to also do other things or like go to i like you know how much i love to go to diners i was a diner this weekend you hear conversations you observe people and you get ideas so yeah get out there leave the bubble sometimes
0: can we go to a diner when we're in vegas
1: oh well, i'm sure there are plenty of diners in vegas yeah i mean they'll cost us an arm and a leg yeah but everything's gonna cost us an arm and a leg in vegas Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we could definitely go to a diner. And um, um, how many cups of coffee, let's take a bet, how many cups of coffee will you drink? Because you like, isn't that your favourite part where they just keep refilling your coffee? Yeah.
0: <laughs> too many, too many. Uh, I, I normally have a headache by the time I leave a diner because I just keep drinking the coffee because it's so exciting.
1: Are we talking five,
0: six? Oh no, five is a bit much, isn't it? Depends how strong the coffee is, but like at least three, maybe four.
1: Is that because the service in the UK, like they don't come around and like, fill anything
0: they don't well they no. just
1: really like the american work where they just buzz around with coffee and fill up your coffee yeah
0: yeah okay.
1: well okay. i'm curious to see now i'm going to challenge you to have five
0: okay all right it's a challenge i could accept uh yes but um i definitely agree with this this one um you can't you have to go out and experience things and one of the uh one of the panelists that i was on the london book fair with is a guy called jd kirk uh, who used he writes thrillers but he used to write um kids books spent 10 years writing kids books and did a lot of uh school chats and he said he used to try and inspire young kids to uh write and You know, like, they wanted to write, like, scary stories. So he would say to them, well, you've you've got to experience being scared, so go on a roller coaster or something like that. Like, do things in your life that will you will be able to remember what it's like to be scared. And so, like, that kind of advice transfers well to adulthood as well. Um, You know, if you want to uh, write about things, like experience something that will give you a similar uh, kind of feeling uh, because it will be... It'll be more rich in your memory rather than just, I mean, obviously, if you're writing a romance about falling in love and you're already married, you know, probably don't go and fall in love with someone else. But, you know, you can um, you can watch movies about it and you can read other books about it and um, it's good advice. Okay, number five. If you're going into doing this full time, you, you won't have as much writing time as you think because you're also running a business and connecting with readers and that's all part of your new job and you have to accept that. New full-time writers often think you'll write eight hours a day, treating it like a day job, but you won't. If you want to be successful, you'll work harder than anyone else and harder than any, any harder than you've ever worked for any, anybody else in your life.
1: I'm just trying to picture eight hours of just writing.
0: Yeah, I think it's a common misconception, isn't it? Because, you know, as you, as you remember, our first one was you have to write. People kind of forget that because sometimes they get too caught up uh, in the business side of it. But then also, A lot of people don't want to do the business side of it but it's all part of it and they don't like the word marketing but marketing is all part of it so a marketing can just be what you want to be this podcast is marketing so you know you have to balance both Um, and I think we are both living embodiments of that aren't we
1: yes I will also add not only will you be connecting with readers but you will be connecting with other authors as well whether you do like zoom writing sprints or you go to uh, conferences and stuff like that so there's a lot of work that you didn't know you had to do that now you have to do hello welcome to the
0: job <laughs> and it's really annoying because it's like people always say to me like i met somebody who i hadn't met for a while one of my old old sort of acquaintances last night and she said oh so are you do you work here any, anymore or are you just doing you writing your books i said um no I'm I'm, I do do the writing full-time writing and publishing all right because you were doing like some consultancy work last time I saw you so but you're just doing you're just writing your books now and I'm like yeah yeah I mean basically yes but there's so much other but it's very difficult to explain isn't
1: it it is it is and it's also like people just have this idea of writers of like we're just you know like tortured uh people like wandering around our apartments screaming and crying and And every once in a while, we write, like, one word. Like, I think they just have the wrong idea of the entire... (laughs) They they don't understand how the sausage is made at all. Which is fair. I don't know how accountants do their jobs. I don't know how engineers, like, or architects build buildings and stuff like that. I have absolutely no idea. So, you never understand a job until you actually do it. And that's just something. And, And with this kind of job, you kind of learn on the job because things are different for everybody. So, it's... It's interesting. I've never had a job like this, I guess is what I'm going to say. All right. Number six. Decide whether to go wide or go into Kindle Unlimited. Do the research on your genre and make the decision. Go into it informed and stick to your plan for at least six months, perhaps longer. If it's not working, you can always change your mind. Nobody's watching. This is your career. Do what you want to do. Um, I full do the research, do the research, not just on Kindle Unlimited, but do the research on a lot of stuff um, about marketing and about stuff like that. So um, always be willing to pivot, um, even if you've been in Kindle Unlimited, I don't know, for like most of your career, and then you decide you want to try something new. Um, do the research on that before you jump into it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, with me, I put my new, my standalone new releases into Ku for at least six months, and then I take them out and put them wide. So, uh, you you can do a little bit of both, but you have to make the decision and go with that decision.
1: Ready for number seven? Is that me? Wait, I, I just
0: did one. It's, it's me. Sorry. It's me. Number seven: Make friends with other writers who are at the same stage of the journey as you, so that you can help each other and moan about writing. We all like a good moan about writing. Follow, also follow people who are a few steps ahead of you to learn from them. Have an open mind. Take advice from those who've done it already, especially the ones who make you laugh.
1: Or the ones who, like, make a lot of money.
0: Well, yeah, that as well. Yeah, especially the ones that make a lot of money.
1: But yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely going to need uh, colleagues with this career, even though we, we talk about how it is a lonely job. You're going to need people to help get you through it because there are going to be dark days with writing. And, um, you're going to need someone who understands because as, as one of the points earlier with your friend, a lot of people don't understand the business. So, um, you're going to need people who do, so you can be like, what do I do next? (laughs)
0: yeah and it's also good to have you know you can have friends at different stages in their careers but it's really good to have people who are are, who are about the same stage in the career for instance me and TB were about the same stages in our career um you know we might have gone off and done other things like TB set up IHS and stuff like that but I would say we are about the same stage in our career right sorry mm-hmm. you, you looked a bit puzzled then I'm like is she gonna disagree
1: with me <laughs> no I was I was trying to read the next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll all up the words like I did last time. Um,
0: yes. So, but so you can you can have friends at all different stages, but it's really good to have people who are at the same stage as you, so you can talk about the the same things that are bugging you or the same things that you need to work out. All right, number eight. I feel
1: a bit attacked with number eight, but I'm going to read it and then tell you why I feel a bit attacked. All right. So make sure you set up a proper business bank account and keep your receipts you're running a business now so it's not a hobby put those drinks and dinners through the books or on the books through the books on the books um listen to podcasts and don't be afraid to try new things change is constant so being able to learn and adapt is crucial in publishing just as it is in life and again this is if you are considering going full-time so this is your hobby hi welcome (laughs) some of this tips are for people who are going full-time and um the reason I feel attacked is well not attacked um stress maybe I am meeting with a new accountant tomorrow <laughs> to set up a whole new business stuff so it's a little stressful I am I uh I didn't really particularly enjoy my last accountant experience <laughs> there was some hairiness to the meeting the deadline um and so I am getting a new accountant okay so good I'm a little stressed a little stressed about it setting up the bank accounts because that was one of my things I wanted to do this year and I haven't done yet so that I'm taking the first step tomorrow
0: well good this is a timely reminder for you we're here to help you're welcome number well, nine
1: doesn't love being reminded about business and taxes all the time <laughs> yes
0: number nine and yeah I would say that um most of these tips are if you want to go full-time so obviously you can take some uh, learnings from them if you don't but i would say most of them are if you want to make this your your career so number 9 get a proper editor and a proper cover designer you will never regret these decisions you cannot do your own editing and you cannot do your own cover design even if you think you can trust me on this lean into the skills that you have and they are writing and producing books outsource the other key ingredients your readers will appreciate it as will you and i know that some people might push back on this Nobody should ever push back on the editing. Get a fucking editor. I can't say it enough times. But I would say get a cover designer as well. Now, some people say, oh, but I'm very good at making my own covers." Believe me when I say that I know quite a lot of people who say that they're very good at making their own covers, and yes, they don't sell badly. Um, you know, they they can't they must connect on some level with readers. But I haven't. I've yet to meet someone who's designed their own cover really well unless they are a brilliant cover designer in the first place so you know like unless that's their job and then they've just suddenly started to write books as well but even then i think actually you can probably benefit from somebody else coming in and putting their spin on what you tell them the book is about so yeah i can't stress it enough get someone to design your covers
1: yes i agree absolutely get an editor even if you are an editor you can't edit yourself it's just not possible but with covers 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 um have a decent cover the cover for my novella that i wrote during the pan- the early days of the pandemic the setup um that cover sold me a lot of books it's cute adorable and it gets the point across right and right and um yeah covers can make a career
0: yeah they absolutely can uh you know people judge a book by its cover we all know that number 10 final tip
1: don't get caught up in perfection. There is no such thing. Once your book is written and edited, release it to the into the world. Whenever you start a new book, you have a vision of it in your head. What you end up is never the same. It's different. That's okay. Finish it, publish it, and move on to the next book. Perfection isn't a real thing. It only exists in your head. Push it away, move on, and just keep going. I also would like to say, don't create perfect characters. Either. Perfect characters are boring. Unless there is like a... Unless your perfect character is like a serial killer and that's the point, then yeah, that that would work. Um, But any type of perfection, whether it be in the actual final product of the book or your characters and stuff like that, doesn't exist. Unless you're on Instagram and then everything's perfect, everything looks perfect. That's all fake.
0: It's true. Absolutely true. Uh, But we see this time and time again with people who just keep going back and revising that first novel again and again and again. Uh, If you want to make this um, into a a career, uh, you're going to have to keep uh, releasing books. So uh, the sooner you get over your perfectionist tendencies, uh, the better, because actually perfection is just procrastination dressed up in a smart suit. So that's it, we hope you enjoyed our top 10 indie uh, publishing tips, writing and publishing tips, if you want to make this your career. I know I did learn something when I was on my panels at London Book Fair, so I hope you learned something from this. Um, that's it, do let us know um, if any of these have resonated in particular with you. You can uh, comment on the website com, email us lesbianshuewrite at gmail.com, twitter us at leshuewrite and instagram me at clarefic. And join us next time when we're going to be discussing something from the world of screenwriting. Is that right, TB?
1: Screenwriting. Hmm. You can learn a lot from screenwriters because they have to do a lot in a short amount of space.
0: All right, so join us then. Until next time, take care. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians You Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.